0: Celebrate the historic 100th Greeley Stampede, June 23rd through July 4th, featuring concerts, rodeo, carnival, and more. Tickets available at
1: GreeleyStampede.org. You're listening to Nick's Knacks and KFKA, hosted by Nick Kenny. Nick is the CEO of the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra and the 2019 Greeley Chamber Ambassador of the Year. Nick's Knacks also touches on local and global issues through Nick's Perspective offering unique insights into the world's happenings. Prepare to learn something new in this thought-provoking and entertaining show. listeners you're listening to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA Northern Colorado's voice here we are in the Allo Communications studios in downtown Greeley Colorado here with my co-host Alyssa Sanchez yep. lead intern for the Greeley Philharmonic Orchestra
0: yep lead intern
1: leading the way <laughs> for the interns in the office the
0: youth the, the youth ki- the kids
1: It's for the children. (laughs) Exactly. For for the children. Mm -hmm. That goes from a Ted Lasso quote. If you're a fan of Ted Lasso, uh, news that – it's one of my all-time favorite TV shows, by the way. Um, Almost knocked off The Office and Parks and Rec. Pretty – I mean, I was in love with those shows. Still am, but boy, I – Ted Lasso hits you, you can be in a good mood and like Ted Lasso, you can be in a bad mood and watch Ted Lasso, it just, you know, you get to feel all the feels. Mm. And uh, they just announced that uh, season three will probably be the final season of Ted Lasso. Fans are definitely upset, but like, I mean, I respect that, I appreciate that. You have a vision for what you want to accomplish for the show. They've already set it forward from the end of season one of what they're going to do the next couple of years, you know, it just, you know, they're going to do that. I think, uh, but to end on their terms and not be so engrossed with the money that you might be making um, to, uh, you know, to, to keep things going further and further. I think like uh, Breaking Bad was an example on AMC that mm-hmm. did a great job of telling a story of not going too far. Better Call Saul, which I'm just finishing up now. That's another incredible series. Mm-hmm. Very dark. That's going to end at five seasons. Wow. I don't know what other examples they have, but Ted Lasso ending after three, which I think is great. Yeah. Stranger Things, which uh, we talked about on the yeah. Nerd Show, um, also on 1310 and 103.1 KFKA of uh, they're ending after season five.
0: Are they? I didn't know that. They are. <gasps> wow. Which okay. I thought
1: this season was going to be the finale.
0: Yeah.
1: But, uh, but it's not. It's, um, you know, volume one and volume two for season four, and then we'll have a season five, which I have my theories about you? I do. But that'll be for a little closer to the the time. Mm. And plus we review it on the nerd show.
0: Right. Might as well ponder it a bit.
1: But this week's a great week. I mean we're, you know, in the first full week of June. Um I am excited for something that's coming out this week on Friday. I don't expect Alyssa to know. I'm nope. surprised Micah hasn't hasn't chimed in with uh with what big film is coming out that we didn't talk about on the nerd show for some reason it's Jurassic World oh this I do know about okay
0: I am excited Alyssa I am got a big Jurassic excited. Park fan
1: the Jurassic Park was the first movie I saw in theaters as a kid really I was five years old because it came out in 93 oh, that just ages me there <laughs> yeah, well there you go um and oh my gosh it was awesome, awesomely terrifying. And I can't remember if it was on Nick Snacks or the nerd show. They're starting to to, to blend together um, as I've kind of di- diverted from the nerd talk that I've had on Nick Snacks and leave that for the nerd show. Um, but it was so revolutionary for its time. There are only a few movies in like, in like the history that's really propelled... Um, Hollywood forward. I hate you calling it Hollywood, but, Mm -hmm. you know, the movie industry forward. Mm -hmm. And a lot of that stems from uh, it's a great series called The Movies That Made Us. And I'm not very far into that series. It's on Netflix. But uh, it kind of goes in depth of why some of these movies were so pivotal for cinema. And for Jurassic Park, they were trying to do, you know, a lot of this animatronic stuff with the dinosaurs, but it just wasn't working too well. You could tell it was very robotic-like, kind of like those rides you see, you know, at, at Disney, you know, that's like, okay. That kind of looks like a real person, but you can tell there's a lot of mechanics behind it to make it look very, you know, jarring and jagged with their movements. Well, the folks at Industrial Light and Magic pitched, hey, we can we can create things digitally. People are like, no, we don't know what that means. You know, it was just you know they didn't have that. That um, the technology at the time, right. so people ILM, ILM, again, who worked for George Lucas during Star Wars, which revolutionized the movie industry back in the 70s, were taking some time, even after they were told, no, don't work on this project. It was already shot down by, by Spielberg and his team. Well, they did it anyway just to present to them, like, uh, for example, the Gallimimus scene where they're, you know, see them all running, you know, oh, just diverting like a flock of birds. Oh, they're, they're, they're flocking this way. And then the T Rex comes out, you know, and <laughs> chomps one up. Um, And little Timmy's just engrossed in the blood and all the guts from the dinosaurs. Um, But that was a combination of, you know, the the, the CGI that they were creating, that they were creating um, from scratch with the the, – You know, practical effects of the dinosaurs that they had, you know, if like for the T-Rex during the filming of that, it was raining so much the thing kept stalling it It kept, uh, you know, having issues with the wiring and the electronics within it because of the rain. And they were able to just create the masterpiece that was that movie Jurassic Park, which made it so realistic um, and horrifying. Like, oh, gosh. I love it. Anyway, so that was all that backstory of you know the first movie I ever saw in theaters, loving dinosaurs growing up. Sure, the Jurassic World stuff is uh, not as different. good of a story as, as Jurassic Park movies. And even then, two and three were like, eh. Mm-hmm. Um, but I am so stoked for this. Even uh, – who was it? It was um, Jeff Goldblum. Nope, nope. Chris Pratt said that Jurassic World – was it Dominion? Is that what they're calling this one? is going to be on the same level of epicness that was Avengers Endgame. And I'm like, all right, that's a big statement there because you had 22 films culminating in Avengers Endgame. Right. How is Jurassic Park going to do that? But I am so stoked to have Sam Neill back, to have Jeff Goldblum back, to have Laura Dern back. You know, the OG, the, uh, the original cast mm-hmm. um, back for Jurassic World Dominion. I can't wait.
0: You know, some people dress up and go to theaters. I bet we could get you a blow-up T-Rex costume, and you could go.
1: You know, just a little teaser for those who are (laughs) listening. Yeah. Um, We may or may not be doing that with the Greedy Philharmonic next season at our At the Mm. Movies concert. Or, sorry, Sounds of Cinema. Yes. Um, we're just gonna have it, you know, rain down on on people, and you know what? Well, no, we're not gonna get into the theories. I'll talk about Jurassic World <laughs> either on Nick Snacks or the Nerd Show. Um, hopefully, I have some time to to set aside this weekend to enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. I think it'll be awesome. I loved Jurassic Park growing up. It's so good, and I love that. I love that we have a dinosaur in Greeley, like a fossil. That pops you know, the Triceratops. Exactly. I feel like that makes me all the more into jurassic park right now
1: and i know i've had jen finch the director of communications for weld county on Nick's snacks before and we talked about pops the triceratops i think about this time last year mm-hmm. and it was the largest discovered intact triceratops skull discovered in weld county and it's the official mascot of, of weld county pops the triceratops it was on display at the denver art museum or natural history museum and i don't know where he is now but uh pops the triceratops
0: he come back
1: It was cool. All right, Alyssa, what was your first movie in theaters?
0: Oh, okay. I don't know if it was my first movie, but the first one I remember is the movie Aragon with dragons. And I remember it because I was, it's not a scary movie. I was so horrified that I made my entire family leave. Like I couldn't just sit outside. I was so like distraught and I could not be brought back to calmness. That we just left the entire movie, and I have a sister who's a, a a little bit over a year older than me. So getting us both out was like a feat when my parents were young, and I yeah I threw a fit. I was so scared of the dragons. I'd have I have no idea why. Loved I, Harry Potter though, so don't know. Did
1: don't Aragon know. come out after Harry Potter?
0: I don't know when it came out. I just remember that so vividly that I was absolutely petrified.
1: So, what was the first movie you sat through the entirety of in theaters? Oh,
0: geez, I, I've have no idea that I sat through fully. I really, I really don't know.
1: Does your family still remember that you cost them a movie? In yes. Theaters? Did you already well, have the concessions and the snacks, the popcorn, the treats?
0: Yes, we did. Well, I so my sisters are a year older than me, and my parents were pretty young when they had both of us. So it was it was really challenging for us all to kind of. Go out and do something, and they, you know, they both worked full-time jobs, multiple jobs. So it was a real treat to get to go to the movies, and like if me and my sister got snacks, it was like such a treasure. And my sister was so mad; she, she still brings it up. She was so mad at me, and I even still, if I go to the movies, I'll probably cry. But or if I get, if I'm a big reactor, so I'll keep it to myself. But it's it's there.
1: A big reactor, an overreactor. Yeah. An empath?
0: (laughs) Yes. I am a movie empath.
2: I think your sister should say thank you because according to Rotten Tomatoes, Aragon has a 16 percent – only 125 views. (laughs) But the audience score of over 250,000 people gave it 46 percent. So
1: That's – Womp, womp.
2: Yeah. So (laughs) really, you're the hero of the story.
0: I think you're right. I do think I'm the hero of the story. But –
1: well, that's fair. They don't survey children when it comes to movies like that, because maybe it would be a lot higher for, uh, for kids. If kids Dragon. got to review. I've never seen the movie.
0: Kids reviews is a good idea. I don't know how we get them on the internet, but.
1: <laughs> I don't either. But they're the most honest. They They are. don't really have the depth that you can get into and why they like the movie. It's just, I liked it or I didn't. Yeah. Sometimes they surprise you yeah. of what they liked, what they picked up on, and a lot of times that's uh, kind of. Oh, that was very introspective and insightful, young kiddo.
0: Yeah, they do a lot of places actually do survey children. My sister used to work at a survey place in the mall, and my little brother is ten years younger than us, so he did a survey of chocolate milk. Like he had to drink a bunch of different chocolate milks and it was horrible. He was he hated it. So I don't know how that would work.
1: Interesting. But how can <laughs> you dislike chocolate milk? <laughs> Some of it tastes like chalk.
0: Yeah. That's
1: why they call it chocolate milk.
0: Oh, that makes sense.
1: And this is why they're taking me <laughs> off the air right after this bumper music. No, this is fine. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back. I believe
0: in miracles. Way from you, sexy thing. Sexy thing yeah.
1: on 3.1 and 1310 KFKA brought to you by 477 distilling dangerously delicious cocktails located in the heart of downtown Greeley this is uh that's for for a good shout out for my friend Brent Kramer who uh <laughs> we were golfing in a golf marathon I talked about it a few weeks ago I don't think I gave an update on Nick Snacks but Brent was there uh with Oh gosh, who else was golfing? Ben Barnhart and Robert Steinberg, um, all raising money for the Boys and Girls Clubs of Weld County. 82 holes in one day, I did. Wow. How and what did you feel? Uh, I felt great. I thought it was going to be really taxing. Ben and I were in the same cart. We had a first aid kit. You know, we had bandages ready to go, like we were going to get blistered. I think the office ended up. Uh, terrifying me because Andy <laughs> Bernard's character, I say Andy Bernard's, Andy Bernard is the character, um, you know, was was prepping for a golf uh, outing opportunity and was just golfing. Yeah, I hit, think I hit like 500 golf balls yesterday. And his hands were just blistered. I said, oh my gosh, if that happens to me, it's going to be so bad. Yeah. Um, so I was prepared for the worst. But I felt great. It was so much fun. The weather was like up and down, up, down, up, down. Um, but Ben and I together, uh, well, each did 82 holes of golf in one 11-hour stint.
0: Wow. That's a lot of golf. A lot of golf. How much – I've never – my only golf experience is mini-golf. How different is big golf?
1: <laughs> is big <laughs> golf from From, from mini the miniature golf?
0: version.
1: Uh, very different. Hmm. Well, I think. I, I, it's – well, putt-putting. There, You wouldn't believe the amount put-putting. of, of – well, there's not a lot of windmills that are in front of the hole that you have to avoid. There's not an ape or a tiger or giant lizards or chameleons. So what
0: is the point?
1: That's a great question. <laughs> the, I don't know. I didn't think I'd ever be the person who like liked golf, but it's such a mental game, a mental sport, mm-hmm. um, and I mean everything is different. Like you can play this, you can play the same nine holes. 82 times. Well, we didn't play each hole 82, but it was like six or seven times because um, some par threes we could do three balls uh, for each you know, hole, mm-hmm. but that's just the semantics of it. Um, you're never going to hit it in the same place, and so you're always taking a different shot from a different angle with a different club from a different distance. Um, you're going to land on the greens differently, so you're going to have to read them mm-hmm. um, and track them. I'm a, not a very good golfer, by the way, but that was the best golf I ever played because I had no pressure of keeping score. Mm. There were not very many people behind us or rushing up on us because we had the whole, uh, you know, those nine holes to ourselves. That uh, the Pelican Falls, I think they were, um, at the Pelican Lakes course, uh, stunning views of the mountains and just uh, you know the Front Range from some beautiful spots um, on the on the links, as they say.
0: Mm. Have you ever played Wii Golf? No. <laughs> you should have done it, it that. It took me too a moment.
1: <laughs> oh gosh, that would have been a Wii remote through a big screen TV. Well,
0: the Wii Golf is also very frustrating because you you never hit it exactly the same of, of the Wii version. But uh, yeah, it's it's pretty hard. So I imagine real golf is. <laughs> it's 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 entertaining.
1: It's a lot of fun. I've enjoyed it, and plus you're getting out with folks and in nature. Um, a friend of mine we want to start doing nine holes on Tuesday mornings we can walk you know get some exercise in there Mm. too Mm. Um, but whatever I I like golf and it's fun Um, it's a challenge I like challenges and uh, would would highly recommend it and appreciate those who are listeners who donated um, and helped us uh, you know achieve raise some money we think cumulatively all the golfers raised about $15,000 for the boys and girls clubs of Weld County
0: that's awesome
1: so much fun so cool so cool but that was a good, a really good experience. I was glad that I did it, and I look forward to doing it again. Hoping that next year I'll be able to get to 100 holes.
0: Whoa! What are you going to do to celebrate if you do?
1: Uh, take a nap. We were just running on pure adrenaline by the end. You know, about four or five o'clock, we were starting to crash. Like we got to, we got to keep the energy going, the momentum going. And we we ended up finishing up that nine holes had about fifteen minutes left before they kicked us off the court uh, for the off the course and you know what let's just call it a night uh, we went sat down got some food and just started like oh my gosh I'm tired yeah. we're tired like that was a long day of golfing
0: seems like it's a lot physically I don't know if that's true but not really it feels like oh. Um, <laughs> so then why were you so tired? I'm just kidding.
1: Oh, it was. Well, it does, well, you're not exerting a lot of energy, um, but it's a lot of mental focus right. and just the swings. You are torquing your body and your back a lot. Mm. Um, and by then, my shoulders, everything above my waist was like really sore. And I expected it to get worse over the next couple of days, but it wasn't. But I think I'm in okay shape with, you know, all the hiking, cycling, and, and hockey that I play.
0: Perfect golf shape. Yes, Yep,
1: perfect golf shape. You're gonna see me <laughs> on the front magazine of Amateur Golfers Golf Weekly. Weekly. You know, <laughs> how many balls did you lose this week? I only lost 36 balls that time, that day, though.
0: That's less than half that of the holes.
1: Uh, it is. So average out to less than one a hole. Although there was one hole, hole number nine. No, I lost probably 22 balls on that hole. It's an island. It's only 140 yards, you know, to the green, but it's three quarters surrounded by water. And I'm the type of golfer where if I see any sort of obstacle, trees on the left, high grass on the right, water anywhere, it's just in your head and you panic. Mm. So, that was a lot of a lot of balls lost.
0: Literally sink or swim.
1: And I sunk
0: a few.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Quite a few of them. Yep. I don't know anything about golf, but like, what happens if you can you skip the ball across
1: the water? If you have that kind of talent, you can. I've done that a few times, but it wasn't intentional. It was so, just kind of a line drive. Like, ooh, well, now how many skips am I going to get before I lose the ball for good? So, like, if you skip it and it gets uh, it
2: close to that hole in the island, um, does that count or? Is it, yes. Does it
1: count against you? Uh, a friend of mine who got married in Mexico, we golfed at Riviera Maya Golf Course. Beautiful course. I also lost about 30 balls there, too, because of the jungle. And I wasn't about to put my hand in uh, any sort of jungle plant because I probably <laughs> would have gotten it bitten off by an alligator like Captain Hook or something like that. Because yeah. there are alligator warnings there. Right. Um, or crocodile. I think alligator. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's, not, it's, it's not how it looks getting there. It's the end product that matters most. So if you're a par golfer, but you have terrible shots, you don't have you know any form or structure. That's all right. You can look beyond that because it's the end result. Kind of okay, like with, so, with baking. I mean, so if it's the end result, it, you can hit it in the
2: water and then Happy Gilmore it out of the water. Absolutely, that's okay.
1: If you if yep, it's not classy. It's messy.
0: Day class A.
1: Day class A. <laughs>
0: Anyway, a lot a of golfers experience.
1: aren't classy. Mm. This all stemmed from me recognizing Brett Kramer, an avid <laughs> oh, listener yeah. um, of Nick Snacks, as I was celebrating 477. See, this is the beauty of the radio show. of It can just divert and spin any which direction.
0: Follows your brain. Oh, gosh. It's scary.
1: Dun, dun, dun. It's, I don't <laughs> know, you know. I'm a big Stranger Things fan. Alyssa and I were talking about it on the way to the studio. And it's just uh, its kind of my mind. It's like the mind flare. It's just like... Sp- spiraling out in all these different directions. I don't think I'm evil. I was going to say,
0: comparing yourself to Vecna, that's...
1: Well, we don't know that Vecna is
0: the mind flayer. That's true. I don't know. I haven't seen the last episode yet, so... Gosh. There's still two more. I know. I ask
1: myself that every day when I'm looking in the mirror. What do I even know?
0: What do I know?
1: (laughs) Too bad everyone dies in the last
2: episode and they just end it with 20 minutes of whale noises.
0: And I am for that. I think whales deserve more screen time. So, well, you know the whales
2: what? also die. It's whales' death rattle, so to speak.
0: Oh, it's the whales' death rattle.
2: Yeah. So all the characters die <laughs> tragically, brutally, and then you have like the death rattle of all these whales.
0: Wow, they really lost the original plot.
1: Whale, well, that took a turn. Oh, God. It did. <laughs> That was good. We're
0: going to wrap
1: up this segment. Stay tuned for more Nick Snacks. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to one of 103.1 and 1310 KFKA here with Alyssa Sanchez in the Aloe Communications Studios in downtown Greeley. For what, first full week of June?
0: Yeah, summer is happening.
1: I know. So far we haven't had excruciating heat. I know it's just right around the corner. Um, but I'm liking these this this nice, cool, temperate climate. It cools off just enough. Um, but you know what's already annoying me? Hmm. Bugs.
0: Yes, yes, I saw saw a huge black widow outside of my house. Yes, it was huge and I have there are six cats that live near my home. They don't know where they live, but there's six of them and I'm scared for them. That there's a black widow outside. So I agree with you.
1: That's interesting that a black widow's outside. Normally they like basements, and I, cellars.
0: They were Right next to the entrance to the basement of my house. Oh, I live I live mm. upstairs. But it's gone now. So For now. Well, it's probably in the basement. When I, right I had a
1: little little tiny house in Loveland when I lived in Loveland before moving back to Greeley in twenty fifteen and it was a tiny, you know, originally a one bedroom farmhouse back, you know, 100 years ago, and Mm -hmm. they had this really cool old furnace. Uh, Never worked, but when my heat went out, they decided to remove it. Mm. I remember that day. It was the day of the Winter Classic, and the Chicago Blackhawks were playing. Oh, just a fantastic time, and and it was 2015, so the Hawks won the Stanley Cup that year. Oh, wow. Good for them. Anyhow, um, it's January 1st. I'll remember that maybe it was the second. Either way, I was I was home <laughs> celebrating, but when they were down there, uh they had discovered a black widow's nest. Um it's like I'm so glad that I never saw one. We did have these massive spiders that infested the house, and oh. I didn't do. I still don't do spiders well. But, no. uh, yeah, the mosquitoes have been outrageous this time of year. I live next to a green belt, a big green space, mm-hmm. and they do a much better job of watering that grass than I do of my own yard. So I've been trying to nurse my, my grass along without wasting too much of our limited water. And, you know, just going out there and weeding and, and doing all this other stuff. I'm like, well, when I get bit by a mosquito, I welt up, and it is just... Yeah. I hate it, so, you know, I'm I'm done. I'm sick of them.
0: I'm not excited for it, though I do loyal Alyssa fans of Knicks Knacks will know that I love the heat. So I am am really eager for when it gets hot. I went to Vegas a few weeks ago, and it was over 100 degrees, and it was awesome. I was out walking on the strip in the heat. I can't wait. I'm cold today.
1: But nothing in Vegas has grass. Well— Concrete,
0: fake grass, fake
1: grass. I'm sure. all about fake grass. It looks ridiculous during the holidays when it's snowing and you have green grass. But I'd be all for astroturf.
0: I agree. I agree. One of my friends is doing a lawn like program in Colorado to do a fully natural like lawn. So just grasses that are local to Colorado, and I'm I'm eager to see how it how it holds up compared to the the green grass.
1: Oh, and plants and native plants and
0: mm-hmm. shrubbery. Trees. Don't forget the shrubs.
1: I've had a tree that lost a third of its leaves like randomly last year. It was still like green. It wasn't even fall. It's like maybe it'll recover. No, it hasn't recovered. It's still a third of my tree's dead and I don't know what to do. I don't know if I should trim it all the dead parts back hoping that it'll kind of fill in next year or if I'm going to have to take a tree down and be just an old-fashioned Paul Bunyan. Just, you know... <laughs> leveling trees but it's also part of my privacy for the house that lives behind me so I have two you know I won't say very mature trees because for me that takes me back to Indiana where You can't even fit your arms in, like, a hug around some of the uh, tree trunks there, you know, big oaks and maples. Um, So these are just kind of like, you know, teeny-weeny ones comparatively. But, like, I don't want to lose the centerpiece of my backyard. Like, what am I going to do? And then I thought, because the two trees on the left and the right um, have these annoying little sproutlets that are coming up from the base where it goes into the ground. And I have to trim those back each year, probably a couple times a year. But as Alyssa knows, I propagate plants, mostly spider plants in my office because I have a lot of windows. And I said, like, what if I took one of those and propagated it and grew my own tree? I don't even know if I could do that.
0: But who's to say you can't?
1: Well, I should probably try. <laughs>
0: you would probably, probably use a trees bucket. Trees are expensive. I know. You could use a big bucket.
1: Like a big five-gallon bucket?
0: Yeah, and then put that twig in there. See if it grows roots, I just tried to propagate a plant that i wasn 't sure if I could propagate, and it failed though so but you
1: know what the good thing about that is you're, all you 're losing is time, yeah you're not investing a lot of resources or energy or money. Into propagating something that already exists.
0: That's true. And time. It just sits there in the water. So you don't have to do much.
1: Now, I don't really like those two trees on the left and the right because of that particular problem where it's like, okay, what are all these little sproutlets coming up there? It's not like an aspen either because I want aspens, but they're like weeds. You know, they'll pop up everywhere. Uh, but my neighbor has trees that uh, when the when the leaves are coming in are dark maroon and then now they're turning green and I was like oh my gosh these are kind of fascinating so I might see if they also have sprout I don't even know what you call them little saplings growing up from the ground to see if hey can I try to propagate one of those because if I have to take down a tree I mean I'm gonna have to do it soon because at this point uh, it won't hit my house if I were to take it down but I don't want to have I mean it's thousands of dollars to remove a tree
0: that's horrible
1: and I can do it with just an axe and a. No, in a dream. In a dream, yeah. <laughs> yep. And that's uh, thats what's going to give me blisters. I can swing a club three hundred and fifty times um, on the golf course over eleven hours, but yeah, taking an axe to a tree that's only you know twelve inches um, in diameter—that would be—that would be, that would be hard work.
0: You could wait until after Halloween and do like a zombie tree, like because half of it's dead. So that it's in your backyard though, so you'd have to let the kids in through the backyard and. Okay, maybe nightmare.
1: That was maybe. (laughs) Trick or treaters. Yep. Overrated.
0: You think trick-or-treaters are overrated?
1: Like the the I love Halloween. It's one of my favorite holidays. Mm. Um, I loved trick or treating as a kid. But you know, I just don't like getting up from my chair every ten minutes. Are you a leave a bowl? Uh, I was after a while because, I mean, at some point it's cool just to, to, to you know, see what kind of costumes there are, see how polite people are. And that's when manners really come out for kids those days, <laughs> trick or treat. Um, good. <laughs> I like that. And then you see the parents that are like, thank you. I appreciate it. But then you see that, you know, they got their koozies and their drinks in their hands and, you know, you just get a nice subtle nod to them. But I kind of wish that Halloween would be – well – you know, it's either snowing and freezing in Colorado, or it could be 60 degrees. But I just like the idea of sitting out on my porch and, you know, watching the, the little critters go around. But also, I like, like, it being dark. I don't know why we're talking Halloween in the middle of June. I don't
0: know, but it's the next big, well, that's not true.
1: No, it's 4th or of July. There's holidays was, you know, before there is then. Flag days coming up. <laughs> This is one of Sheldon Cooper's favorite <laughs> holidays from the Big Bang Theory.
0: Flag Day is coming up. Are what? you going to celebrate? Uh, I
1: celebrate privately.
0: Do you? Yeah, like Groundhog's Day. May the groundhog rest in peace.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: Wow,
2: tragic. we better got to watch
0: out for our flags.
2: There's preseason day. Don't forget preseason day is coming up. There's also opening of the, of the football season day. That's coming up, too.
1: All things I don't really care about. But Flag Day. Flag Day, though. It's eh. a big one. <laughs> it is. Not really. Kind of. a lot of fun with flags. That was Sheldon Cooper's big thing. Wow, this has probably been the most exotic knick nacks of topics. Last week, we were diving into loyalty and core values, mm-hmm. and this week's, like, zombie trees.
0: Flag day.
1: Flag, flag day. <laughs> Do y'all have a favorite flag?
0: I was just going to ask you that. I, you know... I don't know if I have a favorite flag, but I do play Animal Crossing. And in Animal... So so don't worry. And in Animal Crossing, you can make your own flag. I think that's a neat feature. And I kind of think in, at everybody's house, they should have their own flag in real life. Like, I should make a flag for my house with some sequins, some stars...
1: That's very like, – like like a family crest or a family seal.
0: Yes. A flag. A house I think,
1: flag. I would like to see that come back for families. You know, something to be proud of, to be a representative of you and your culture and your family.
0: Yes. And you could put it on a flag.
2: You and
1: could. then we can all go to war with each other. Families. I mean, our that, that was the wonderful yes,
0: documentary exactly. called Game And we Thrones. can have a, a
2: minstrel. <laughs> Uh, you know, write all these songs of the great battles and wonderful propaganda instead of news propaganda.
1: And Greeley, the great battles of One Hundred First Avenue Court versus One Hundred Second Avenue. Yes. I can see it now in that green space between my our our streets. Oh, stuff's coming Carnage. down in Greeley, Colorado. Mm. Carnage. I hope not. That would be that would be <laughs> awful. Stay tuned for more Nick snacks. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Nick Snacks on 103.1 and 1310 KFKA, Northern Colorado's voice, brought to you by 477 Distilling, which will soon celebrate its 4-year anniversary on June 25th. Wow. 1 p.m. the doors open. We might have a live Nick Snacks there from 12 to 2 that day. Um, uh, Eleven to one is a VIP event for 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 several of the customers who've helped to keep them in business throughout the years. Um, but also, you know, they do the her cask strength bourbon release, which is not watered down. So the the bourbon you get in your stores. We've had Matt Estrin, the owner of the distillery, on the show before. I'll have him on before our event on the twenty fifth. Uh, we'll sample some bourbons <laughs> and maybe I'll get a taste of the cask strength. No but that more, is Malor. uncut, unfiltered unadulterated deliciousness i was trying to come up with one more unword um but uh, they don't they don't cut it but they get to sample i think they sampled seven different barrels matt will tell us that story when we have them on the show um to come up with the best tasting one so every barrel that they open is is a unique flavor um different flavor profiles different strengths and and alcohol content um but they think this is one of the best ones yet and that's available for it's a bit Pretty penny, about seventy dollars for a bottle, but uh, it's an extremely, incredibly rare release. And uh, looking forward to to getting me a bottle of that on June twenty fifth, one p.m. There'll be cake, there'll be special anniversary T-shirts, live music, entertainment. And I know that is the day. uh, One of the day, maybe the day. No, two days into the Greedy Stampede. Um, Just head on downtown, especially at one o'clock when they open, and you could be a guest on Nick's Snacks.
0: Wow, we could do a poll. We could do a poll. The pool. audience.
1: Oh, gosh. I don't know if I want to hear what the audience has to say about
0: next <laughs> What they think of it. Get off the stage.
1: No. No. It's been so much fun. It Two years into us. this.
0: Yeah. It's been fun. It has. It's been, I don't know. I've only been here for one year, so.
1: We've been here for at least half.
0: I know, which is crazy. I, I feel like I've been just, I feel like this past year probably for so many people has felt so transitional, just coming out of any sort of big like life change of a lockdown this year, so much has changed. So
1: oh, it is everything's well. Things are just different, and mm-hmm. I I think that's okay. Well, I think it's, it's awesome. Okay. I, yeah. I, I like change, even if it's not change that you're anticipating or forecasting, because um, that's what the last two years have been for everybody. Um, and I mean, our, our industry, our lives have forever been changed because of of the pandemic. And to think that'll go back to what it was before, well do you really want to? This is like, I don't want to say clean slate, because you're coming out, you're emerging, you're, um, you know, trying new hobbies, new experiences, figuring out what is that, you know, that which is most important to you in your life, you know, quality time, your own time, work. Um, I don't know what that is. But I hope, you know, people's eyes are a little less foggy and clouded over the exhaustion that was just bearing down on us of just a year of work and lifetime. In fact, a cousin of mine, Texted me this morning, uh, my cousin Molly, and we were really close in age, only I think about six months apart. So we grew up together, you know, probably a mile away. And uh, her oldest daughter is a part of Wildcat. It's like the, you know, the, the peewee baseball, you know, in between T ball and Little League of uh, Wildcat. It was, uh, you know, just the summer months. And I grew up less than a block away from Hamilton Park. So, you know, anytime my parents wanted to kick us out of the house, but we were also the kids who played outside all day every day and you know on the nice special days we get to come inside and play on the computer you know math blaster or i don't know star wars whatever star wars game that we had um but my cousin texted me and she goes oh you know with with moira being in wildcat it just takes me back to you know the time when we were kids and riding bikes everywhere playing at the park going to your house going to grandma's house um and it just brought a smile on my face seeing that texas that morning text that morning as I walked outside to to water my garden, um, it was a little humid because we got some rain the last night, and I just got a you know a, a tiny sense of the the smells from Indiana. You know that humidity mm-hmm. and that kind of dewiness that we don't get in Colorado because it's so dry and arid here. So I don't know. It was just a f- good memorable day of of reminiscing and ruminating on past memories, and you know going back. We texting a little bit back and forth today. Of gosh, we had it so simple back then. Like. What we thought we had so much time in the world, you know, you're anticipating summer break and Christmas and holidays and spring break, all those things that I think, uh, you know, now as an adult, I think I talked about it on the Nerd Show last week or maybe it was on Knick Snacks, things just come up so quickly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, I can't, you know, Jurassic Park, we talked about that or Jurassic World in the first segment. Normally, you know, when big movies were coming uh, out, you know, even in high school with Lord of the Rings or with Star Wars for me, um, it was something to look forward to, to have on a date on the calendar. And now I'm like, okay, that's going to be here before I know it because there's so much going on that I wish I could just go back for a day or two and just enjoy the, the summers, the carefree, the all right, get up, go outside, play, come home for lunch, it's a mac and cheese or a bologna sandwich and go back out and play, come home for a dinner and – Go back outside to play as it's cooling off and, you know, the pool parties at my aunt's house. Ah, summer, was, summer was the best time.
2: I haven't enjoyed summer in years because I, I don't oh – well, God. I don't like heat. Sorry, Alyssa. <laughs> you and I are the exact opposite. It's okay. But I, I don't enjoy heat and summer, i always, like, working. So it's like being an adult, I don't get a lot of time off.
0: I think every adult should try to practice at least a mini summer break because it's something so special when we're kids that i think if we stay connected to it's a really ingrained relax
2: well you know what you like heat so i'm not gonna listen i do like
0: heat but even you know like staying like a, a staying home i know like my younger brother loves summer because he stays home and plays video games and that's like you know i'm there are loads of adults that would love to do that and there's nothing wrong with taking time for yourself to do things that you enjoy but i feel like as i start feeling like an adult i'm really aware of the things that will go away very quickly if i'm not careful like i'm still young i still feel like a kid but if i don't practice being young and being a kid i feel like i will in my brain be like i'm an adult now which is weird growing up is weird
1: i want to i want to go back to the days where i was bored I was sick of the toys that I had, yeah. or had to, you know, reinvent an idea to, to to get some new groups of friends together to play this game, to play that. I don't know, but oh boy, yeah, life was so I, hard when I'd we love were to kids. Be bored again? Yeah, just for a day.
0: I can't imagine you bored.
1: <laughs> I don't know what that would be like.
0: Right, but I think boredom inspires so much creativity. You know, when you're bored, that's when you're like, okay, what what sounds the most fun right now? Like, what can I do with what I have? And I think that that level of creativity is useful in every day.
1: And sometimes we just need a day where it's just you're a slug.
0: Yes, you're a blob. Blob day.
1: And those were like those were the days because Indiana would get a lot of thunderstorms or, you know, if it rains, you're, you're inside, you can't go outside. And we didn't have the gaming systems that we had back then. We didn't have cables. So that was where, you know, creativity really got to go out there where I'm playing with Micro-machines and Legos and, you know, recreating Civil War battles on the big table we had in our basement with all the little plastic miniature figures I had from, you know, going to Gettysburg as a kid. Uh,
0: You had miniatures? Absolutely. Wow. I did not know this about you. The
1: epic battles that we would have— uh, my brother, my little brother, and I, especially in the basement, just like shooting rubber bands from like these giant muskets that we got. They weren't real muskets, of course, right. but you know the play ones. Um, <laughs> I can't believe we didn't take eyes out or anything. Yeah. The amount of uh, shenanigans that we had gotten into. Wow! Um, but, then but at life, least there were real battles. Like we you yes. were learning while shooting each other's eyes out. We were, uh, and then our lives changed when the PlayStation One came out and we got our hands on that. And the worst, you know, because the gaming systems were always in my older brother's room, but it was in the basement. And that could not be a bedroom today because there wasn't uh, um, a recessed window. Mm -hmm. Um, It was pure darkness in that basement. The entire basement didn't have any access to the outside. So pitch (laughs) black, you wouldn't know what time of day it was, what year it was. Oh, that's where Um, I want to live. But he slept and, you know, he was a teenager, of course, you know, until I just want to go play a video game. I'm up at eight. Oh, and it's 9, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Justin, will you just get up? Because I want to go play a game. Oh. We'll reminisce on more summer memories, vacation spots, travels, trips, all the things. But stay tuned for next week. I have the wonderful humans from Visit Greeley as guests on Nick's Snacks. You'll hear all about what's happening in Greeley, Colorado coming up this summer. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. And that's our cutoff.